Amen, church. Good morning to you on this fine Sunday morning that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. 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 Let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come to the house of worship one more time. Lord, we just thank you for everyone that has been here this morning, Father. Thank you. 
Pages turning. Genesis chapter 18, verses 18 and 19. I'm going to be reading from the New Living uh, Testament. So, all right, I think we're ready. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord. By doing what is right and just, then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. 
May God add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and the doing of his word. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, Lord, holy, holy, holy is your name, Lord God Almighty. Father God, this morning, Father, we give you blessings and praise, Father, Father, because you are worthy to be praised, Lord God. Father, if we had a thousand tongues, Lord God, it would not be enough to say, well, you confess our, how good and great you are, Lord God, but you are the great and awesome God, Lord God, and we praise you this morning. We thank you for our health and our strength this morning. We thank you for friends, family, and loved ones, Lord God. But most of all, we thank you for salvation through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who came and gave his life for ours, Lord God. Father, we just thank you for Jesus right now, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for coming and showing us the way to the Father, for you are the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, you are the life and the resurrection this morning. Father, we just praise you this morning for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you for all our lives this morning. We thank you for those that are here this morning, Lord God. We ask you to touch, bless, and heal this morning, Lord God, those that are sick and afflicted this morning, Lord God. And then, Father, we want to lift up the bereaved families once more this morning, Lord God. We certainly want to lift up those families that have been touched by all the devastation throughout the world, Lord God. We just ask that you would just comfort those people this morning, Lord God. And then, Father, we just ask that you would just bless this city, Lord God, for we have had a, an outcry of violence, Lord God. And Father, we just ask that you would just touch those young people that uh, they might know you and know you in a better way, Lord God. So, Father, right now, we just ask for your, your that you would just be with us, Lord God. Guide us and direct us, Lord God. Uh, let your will be done, Lord, and your kingdom come, Father. We praise you. We magnify you. And we ask that you, these and all blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
about, you know, training up leaders, you know, especially leaders for the future. So I, so the Lord gave me a, a word for that. So I'll teach a little bit on training up leaders, talking about what are you teaching your children or grandchildren. Let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. Our Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. There is none 
like you, Heavenly Father. Father, we just thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for this opportunity here, Heavenly Father. Thank you for blessing our path, the Lord. Bless them and keep them and give them traveling grace, Lord. Heavenly Father, Father, continue to bless his family while he's away, Heavenly Father. Father, please bless, Heavenly Father, the word of God that's going forth this morning all across the land, all across the world, Heavenly Father. Bless that it changes hearts, changes minds, changes souls, Heavenly Father. Bless that it gives us a renewed spirit, Heavenly Father. Bless that it gives us hope, Heavenly Father. Bless, Heavenly Father, that it will change our lives to want to serve you more and more, Heavenly Father. Father, we know, Heavenly Father, what happened over there in Morocco, that what happened in Libya, Heavenly Father, how thousands of lives have been lost, Heavenly Father. But we know that nothing is catching you by surprise. Heavenly Father, and we know, Father, that you will hear and answer a prayer, Heavenly Father. Father, so we turn it all over to you, Father. Look on those families that have lost loved ones. Touch them and give them comfort and give them peace, Heavenly Father. And only you can give, Heavenly Father. Father, continue to bless here, Heavenly Father, where we have loved ones that may be sick or shut in or just touch in the mighty name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Father, just help me, Lord, right now. Lord, remove me out of the way, Lord. Teach and say what you would have for your people to hear, Lord. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen, church. Amen. So what are you teaching your children or grandchildren? So I, I, I looked at Google. I said, you know, what, what's the difference between teaching and training? Because there is a difference between teaching and training. So teaching focuses on imparting knowledge, and facilitating learning. While training, when it's done well, is more hands-on and practical. So did you catch what I said? So, so teaching focuses on imparting knowledge and facilitating learning. You, when you go to school, you're, you're going there, you have a teacher, and they teach you your math, your ABCs, they, they teach you how to count. They teach you how to read, right? In order to learn how to read, you gotta understand the Bible. Right? If you are, if you're an American and you're learning English, right? You know, I, I never will forget when I was in college, I had this, uh, uh, Spanish professor. You know, and, uh, I always wonder, I said, man, why every day for it seemed like a whole month, he just had us doing the Bible. And I still remember that 30-some years later. He would say, I-A-E-O-U. <laughs> That's how you say it in Spanish. A-E-I-O-O-U. But in Spanish, it's R-A-E-O-U. He had to say that for a month, so it stuck with me. <laughs> so you can tell how he taught us to make us keep or retain what we learned. Uh, y'all still that with me yet? So teaching is imparting knowledge. Facilitating learning. And that's what I'm going to talk a little bit about. Uh, teaching your children and your grandchildren. Are you teaching your children or grandchildren to hate other races? Are you teaching them hate other people because they look different? Their skin color may not look like your skin color. They may not dress the way you dress. 
They may not look the way you look. Are we teaching them hatred? Are you teaching your children or grandchildren how to bully other people? You know, you know this bullying thing is running rapid in this in this nation, in these school systems. So something is going on at the home. Because that's where it starts, right? So are we teaching our children how to be a bully? Are you teaching them what is right or what is wrong? So what are you teaching them? What are you training them up to be? Are you teaching them how to lie, how to steal, how to cheat? Because children imitate what they see. And when they see you lie, steal, or cheat, or see you doing wrong, well, what? They are going to imitate it. Because they think it's all right. Because why? They see an adult doing it. Are you teaching them to be angry at the world? You know, we got a lot of children. They seem like they are full of rage. They're angry in our school systems. So something is definitely going on in their home to, to make a child be angry. Are we teaching them how to be non-binary? Some of you probably said, well, first I don't even know what you're talking about. Non-binary is a term that they are using today, which means uh, when it's talking about gays, what, what lesbian, gays, LGBTQT, lesbian, gays, bisexuals, queers, and transvestites. That's what it stands for. So are you, are you teaching your child to be non-binary, meaning they don't know if they are male or female? Are you teaching them that in your home? Are you teaching your young daughters to be respectable ladies? You know, I remember here at the church, you know, we had that bloom uh, ministry. We call them ladies of outstanding measure. Bloom, right? So, so because we want to teach the young girls how to conduct themselves. That was, that was, that was a good thing. It, that still is a good thing because they may not be getting it at home. So we need to teach them. Are we teaching our young sons to be respectable young men? Are you showing favoritism to one child over another? So that you got that sibling rivalry going on. You know, like Jacob did with his son Joseph in, in Genesis 37. You know how he, the Bible says he loved Joseph more than his other children. Just pay attention to that. Here it is. He had a family of, by this time, that with Joseph, there was 11 boys and a daughter. <laughs> and as you doing favoritism out of all those children to one of your children. Said he even made him a coat of many colors. Now, what do you think that's going to do to the other children 
when you do something like that for one of them and not for all of them. It makes those children have what? Animosity even in your own home. Now I find it amazing, my brothers and sisters, that in today that brothers and sisters still can't get along. A lot of brothers and sisters, you know, with 15 of us. So, but my mom and dad treat us all the same. Whatever we ate, we all ate. <laughs> right? Whatever we wore, we all wore. We know because we had the heavy downs. <laughs> right? Because he had hand me down. But my mother never taught us to hate one another. And they never showed favoritism. Either. All of those kids, they never showed any of us favoritism. Even though they only had a limited education, they knew enough of how to raise their children to be respectable. They knew enough to raise us how to not book. Not only that, I was blessed as a child to go to a school that was multiracial. So even as a child, I had white friends, Hispanic friends. <laughs> we played with them. Like we lived, I'm from the country, so we lived in this up in the same, I said, rural area. <laughs> so we played with each other and didn't care about the race. I didn't ever hear my mother and father always talk, you know, talk about or demean other races. Never heard it. They never demean another race. So, what you teach your children is what will be instilled in them when they get older. Are you teaching your daughters to have many baby daddies? Are you teaching your your young son to be a baby producing man that does not take care of his children? What are you teaching them by how you are living? Are you teaching them to be disrespectful to their grandparents, to teachers, to other adults. Now, I find it amazing in the school system today, you know, when the, when the parents' children act up, that the parents come to the school all bent out of shape, cursing everybody out, knowing that little June bug has been doing wrong. But they come... Like they got a problem with this. You know your child. You can't control him at home. Now he comes here, we're going to discipline him. Oh, there's something wrong in the world today where we got children that's three and four year olds no more curse words than their ABCs. There's something wrong in this world today. Are you teaching them how to make an honest living? Or to do whatever to put some money in their pocket. What are you teaching them? Are you teaching your child to be a murderer? 
to get revenge when their friend or family member is killed by someone else. You know, we got a lot of violence going on in here. Some of them seeing that it's, 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 it's related, you know, family members being killed, so we got to retaliate or friend. So we have all these things going on because somewhere, some parent decided not to teach their children what is right and what is wrong. Are you teaching your children how to read? You know, because it starts at home. How to write. How to know their ABCs. Or are you teaching them the latest hip-hop song? Teaching them the latest dance moves. Your little three-year-old know the latest hip-hop song, but she can't count to five. There's something wrong with that. Are you teaching your children, your grandchildren, how to smoke marijuana by your actions? You know, there's something wrong when you come pick your child up from school And the whole house reeks of marijuana. There's something wrong with that. What do you think you are teaching your child? You're teaching them okay for you to smoke this marijuana, smell like weed. You know, you can't even drive down the street. That's how strong it is. That you're smelling it in your own car, even on the outside of the street. There's something wrong with that. You can't go to the store. Without someone coming in and reeking up and smelling. Did you follow me? There's something wrong with how we are teaching our children. You know, I, I remember being in college, you know, I went to HBCU, and uh, the president of the university, uh, he called an all male meeting. Well, you think it's okay. Are you training them or teaching them to become a doctor? Now, you got to invest in your child if you want them to do something. Are you training them to become a lawyer? Remember what I said training was, right? Uh, training is, is, is when you do something well. Well, you show them how to do this. Right? So you got the book was what I'm telling you. Now, the training now I have Put it in the practice. So I need some concrete examples of how to achieve what you want to be. Are you training them to be a great athlete? You know, you want to look at LeBron James or Michael Jordan, look at all the money they got, but they took lot and lots of hours of work for them to become great athletes. Lots and lots of hours of training them to the basketball, to the top. 
Well, you're teaching your kids the same thing. You, you, you follow me. You should not allow your children to say curse words. You know, you say can he three or four. Oh, that's cute. But now he's saying it at the wrong time when he ate nine and ten. Then it ain't so cute. You should not allow your children to yell at you. Now, I find it amazing. You go to the store, you see the kids yelling at their mom and yelling at their wife. What is wrong with her or him? <laughs> man, if I was yelling at my mama, man, I'd been slapped on the floor. <laughs> and I definitely won't want to yell at my dad because he didn't play. <laughs> you follow me? There's no way a child should be yelling at their parents. What are you teaching your child? So he goes to school and he's going to do the same thing as a teacher? You follow me? You got to have some boundaries for your children. You should not allow your children to roll their eyes at you. You know, it's amazing, man. You got my little granddaughter, and she ain't even one. I, I was trying to talk to her, say something to her, and she, you know, she rolled her eyes at me. She said, <laughs> even that, you know, what you know, so you can see here how these children are developing. Even at a younger age now, they know a whole lot more than what we do as children. Because they're exposed to a whole lot more than we were exposed to as children. So you got to have some boundaries for your children. Yes, you should discipline your children when needed. I know some, some people say, no, man, I ain't going to discipline my child. I said discipline, not abuse. I didn't say abuse your children. I said discipline your children. Proverbs 13 to 24 says, Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. He said they hate them. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. Don't you love your child enough to discipline it? Because if you don't, the police will. And they ain't going to do it the way a, a parent will. Proverbs 18, 18 says, Discipline your children while there is hope. Otherwise, you will ruin their lives. You can't try to discipline your 16-year-old when you didn't discipline them when they were 4 and 5. Because now it's what? Too late. What 16 year old, if you didn't discipline him and made him respect you when you were four or five, why you think all of a sudden you're going to start? Huh? Now he's at that age where he's rebellious or she's rebellious. Because you didn't do what needed to be done when they were four and five. You follow me? My dad taught me at four and five. I said, I, I got one woman by my dad. <laughs> Just one. And I was mad at him. <laughs> Your father, mother whoop me all the time. <laughs> but father only whooped me one time, and that's all it took. And we all knew, but my dad had a big old buckle with a mustache. And uh, what he would do, I said, my brother, my older brother said, they already knew, they were trying to tell me. He said, boy, you don't want dad to get that mustache. <laughs> that was just saying, you don't want dad to get that mustache. And, and once he whooped me with that mustache, 
I knew what they were talking about. So, so he disciplined me for doing something that he told me not to do. And he told me two or three times. Boy, that. <laughs> you follow me? There's no reason for you to keep yelling at your child to stop doing the same thing. Stop doing something again and again. You follow me? I'm going to discipline them. Proverbs 23, 13 and 14 says, Don't fail to discipline your children. The rod of punishment will not kill them. Physical discipline may well save them from death. Because you do know the policeman's discipline. Killed lead to death. We've heard about it, right? We've seen it in the news. How the policeman's discipline leads to death in certain cases. So discipline your child while there is hope. Teach them, train them how to act, how to conduct themselves. Because we must be training our children to do what is right. What else should I be teaching my children? I should be teaching my children the Lord's Prayer. And you can start teaching them at young age now. If that three-year-old can learn the, the latest hip-hop song, that three-year-old can learn the Lord's Prayer. Teach them how to pray. Teach them why we pray. So your, your parents, when you get a certain age, they would, you know, you didn't, they didn't ask you. <laughs> they would put you on the Lord's bench. <laughs> so, so let's try this. Pray. Okay. And they would train you how to pray. They would train you how to talk to God. You, you follow me? They was training us who our Lord and Savior is. They're so ungrateful. They're not thankful. And maybe your parents, maybe you're not thankful. And that's why they're not thankful. You know, you know, back in the day, you know, if someone gave you a piece of candy, they gave you a dollar or whatever, I was taught to say, thank you. You can follow me. Whatever they gave you, you said, thank you. Even if you didn't want it, you said, but today, I mean, I mean, you give a kid something else, that's it out of your head. They're going about their business. You follow me? Because they are not learning 
how to be grateful, how to be thankful. The Bible said in all circumstances, give thanks. And we should be teaching them. Do you teach your children how to say grace before me? You follow me? Or you just kind of eat, you just start eating. You're not grateful for you. You don't say grace before you meet. You follow? I said, uh, my granddaughter said, uh, I said, you say grace. They said, oh, so, so they'll, they'll say grace before we have our meat. You follow? So, so they because they've been taught how to say grace. So you, we got to teach our children all these things. We should be teaching them the Bible and training them to live according to the Bible. Deuteronomy 6, 5, and 9 says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. He said, in verse 7, keep them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. I don't know about you, but that's all the time, did it? <laughs> that's what he said. Talk about the word. Teach them what the word of God says. He said, write them on your doorpost. Post, put some post-it notes on your refrigerator. Post it on maybe the tablet. Put it on their smartphone. Teach them the word of God. In conclusion, my brothers and sisters, we should be teaching our children and our grandchildren what it says in Galatians 5 and 22, the, the proof of the Spirit. We should be teaching them love. Because if we don't teach them love, who else is going to teach it to them? As a parent, as a grandparent, it's my responsibility to teach my child how to love and not hate. How to love and not be bitter. We should be teaching our children how to have joy. Don't you love I should be teaching, or we should be teaching our kids how to have peace. No child wants to live in a home where there's constant turmoil. You find who wants to live in a home where mom and dad is constantly arguing and bickering? I want to live in a home where there is peace. We should be teaching our children how to be patient. How to be patient and wait. Say, you know, you, you can't get what you want all the time. Teach them how to share. Teach them how to be kind to, to other people. Teach them how to be good and faithful and gentle. And you definitely need to teach your child self-control. Because so many of our children today are out of control. Take your child to the store. He's running all around doing flips, knocking over everything in the store. Teach your children self-control. I want to leave you with these following quotes. If we don't teach our children to follow Christ, the world will teach them not you. Children are great imitators. 
So give them something great to imitate. Teaching kids to count is fine, but teaching them what counts is better. Amen, church. Let us teach our children and grandchildren what thus said the Lord. Amen, church. Amen. It's time for our tithes and offerings. I'll have a prayer for the tithes and offerings. Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity to give back some of what you have blessed us with, Heavenly Father. Father, please bless those who have it to give. Bless those who have it out of your have it not, Lord. Well, you know it's that slip, but they still forgive it, Lord. Lord, in the truth, give from the heart how you have blessed us and prospered us. It's in the name of all, Lord.